0: Welcome back to the Offside Report, brought to you by EPL Live. The countdown to the World Cup is officially on. We've now passed our final international break before Qatar 2022 2022 kicks off in just under two months, but until then, there's so much domestic football to get through. Between the hiatus caused by the Queen's passing and the latest international break, it's been a slow few weeks as far as domestic football is concerned, but it's going to explode now, it's non-stop between now and the World Cup. There's eight match weeks to get through in six weeks, four rounds of Champions League and European football and also throwing a round of Carabao Cup action in there as well and it all begins this weekend with with a bang. The North London Derby headlines Saturday night fixtures, Uh, the Manchester Derby headlines Sundays. Throwing a couple of bottom of the table showdowns and an intriguing match between Liverpool and Brighton. Um, and our weekends will be officially sorted. So we'll preview each of the following in today's episode, plus recap the talking points from the latest international break. But before we do, as always, let me welcome Mitch Ball to the
1: stand. Mitch, how's your international break been? It's been lovely. It's been nice not having to watch any football. <laughs> um, obviously, I did watch a little bit here and there, but not a fan of the internationals. They were for nothing, weren't they? Oh, They're I mean, all yeah. meaningless games. So, yeah, I don't even know what it Depends. is.
0: Yeah, neither do I. And was apparently, was.
1: England don't care about it either. Or maybe they were just were they using it as warm ups, or do they just not care?
0: I don't know. I don't know about England. Um, it'd be good to have Al here uh, to dissect that for us, actually, and get his expertise on it. But in, I think it's a mixture for England. Um, you know, they, I don't think they'd be taking those games too lightly. They'd want to prepare for the World Cup, give a few players a chance, but you'd still expect them to
1: win. Well, the whole sentiment of you're only as good as your last game, does that mean Italy should be going to the World Cup and England shouldn't be?
0: I mean, yeah, I guess so.
1: That's, that's all I've taken I out mean, of I mean, they're,
0: they're through to the semifinals of the Nations League Italy. Not not too bad. And I think England's group stage as well, zero wins out of six games. Zero wins, three draws, three losses. But it was their latest game with Germany that was like pretty good viewing for those who did watch it. Uh, I can't imagine too many would have stayed up during the night in Australia to watch that one. But three all with the Germans... Um, but the biggest talking point from that game and probably from the international breaks as far as uh, the Premier League is concerned was Alexander Arnold. He was at the centre of attention and I know you have a strong view on this so I'm looking forward to hearing what that is but uh, Alexander Arnold, he was dropped, uh, he's copped criticism, Gareth Southgate didn't want a bar of him, Gabby Lahore and a few others on Talk Sport criticising him for his defence and why well, he shouldn't be there but... What's your view on it?
1: So you're, you're asking me that a player that's in a team that's lost games in the Premier League, that a defender, the team that's conceded goals, uh-huh. he's been dropped from a team that has lost games, so therefore their defence needs to be stronger, mm-hmm. and he's been dropped, and that's that's, we're questioning it? They've lost
0: one game in the Premier League.
1: they still L- losing. L- put, okay. it's, it is Liverpool. You shouldn't be drawing or losing. You well, should be winning. By your own standards, though, you should be. So a player that's clearly not ticking the boxes he needs to as a defender of course he's going to get dropped he's, he's not the form player he's not you know this should be this should spare him on to actually come back better for you this weekend yeah and put in a few you know what's he got eight well eight match eight match weeks yeah. to really make sure that he's going to be on the plane or let's say he's on the plane already that he's actually got a starting spot and he's not gonna to have to work for it in the you know group stages that means nothing coming off the bench for 15 20 minutes and mm-hmm. has to put in an inspiring performance to guarantee a jersey for the next game mm-hmm. he's he's got to use his time wisely and rightfully so he shouldn't he shouldn't have been picked he's not been that player of late that we've seen him gonna you know we've seen he could be and if you're not going to defend first and i'm sorry even as a fullback your job's still to defend first and foremost
0: so okay he's, he's out of form and i'll admit that he hasn't been at his best but let's let's say uh let's go back to last season when he was in form would you make him england's first choice right back
1: completely depends what you're after
0: okay they play back five so you don't really even rely then, then, on then much then of wing, a defence. Then your wing-backs. And,
1: exactly. And you should be able to go forward, and it's less about your defensive work. But I think when you've got the defence that necessarily they've got, and I, I know that didn't start with Maguire, or sorry, every time I saw a clip of Maguire <laughs> defending for England over the week and I felt bad for well, well, all well, English well, well, fans. Well, but, <laughs> um, you know, they, they're they're effectively looking to cover him. And yeah. you still need to be able to defend in a back, because effectively, if the ball's on the left-hand side of the field, mm-hmm. your left full-back's going up and attacking and joining the attack. So therefore, you're you're reverting back to a back four anyway, and yeah. then it changes, and, and that and that pivots. So you still need to be able to defend in a back four, and you need to defend, you know, comfortably on a quick break. And they clearly just don't. Gareth Southgate at the moment doesn't trust him to do that. To do that role. Okay,
0: that's that, that's fair enough. And look, I completely understand he may have some defensive efficiencies. But you mentioned it just then, Harry Maguire. If you're not picking Trent Alexander-Arnold because of his defensive ability, why are you picking Harry Maguire?
1: The only thing that goes in Maguire's favour, and it's the only thing, is the fact that Southgate can look at him and go, well, he hasn't had any game time. And I'm not, believe you me, I don't think he should be there either. Okay. But he's literally on the, perspective, on the, on the you know, perspective of probably, he hasn't had game time, let's see what he can do when he gets a bit of... You know, it gets a bit of fitness. Well, look, we're going to need him on the plane. We want his mm-hmm. experience. We want, you know, the fact that he's in a back five, you know, you should be able to cover him a little bit more. Instead, he just races up out of the line and, and makes challenges he doesn't need to and gets caught in awkward positions that lead to teams yeah. just tearing England apart. And If you want a blueprint of how to beat England, it's simply play a one-two with, with a false nine or, or your nine. Yeah. Maguire will come up and commit.
0: Mm.
1: And, and there's, there's, your, there's your in. And the thing yeah. is, he's not quick enough to be the sweeping centre-half. Yeah. And if I was an opposition coach, I'd just be telling my nine to be glued to him. Yeah. No matter where he goes, just glue, just stick with him, make your runs, because he's dumb enough to follow you.
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be an interesting six weeks coming up, because there are spots up for grabs. I still think, um, think Alexander-Arnold is England's better right back. I think if he was playing for Manchester City, Pep would probably be playing him over Kyle Walker. might be controversial.
1: Very controversial. I think
0: he's the best right back England have, though, in all honesty. again, like Without especially bias
1: with, or with bias?
0: Without bias. Okay. Without bias. But we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, I don't think he's Gareth Southgate's favourite player. I think uh, Harry Maguire is a good example that maybe favouritism does come into uh, the equation with team selection. But we'll, we will see um, when the World Cup comes around. Uh, and it's... Also an important time, it always is, for Australians, Australian supporters, when the Socceroos are competing in a World Cup, they don't, you know, deliver on the same level as England or some other big teams, but...
1: As as we shouldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, exactly. So... My question to you is, did you did you watch the two games against New Zealand? What did you think of the Socceroos, their team selections? Anything that excites you ahead of the World Cup?
1: I'll be very honest, I'm only aware of it because I had to, had to work one of them. <laughs> um, and that's about it. No, look, in the end, we should be beating New Zealand. We should be beating everyone in the Oceania if we're going to be do. competitive. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we can't seem to close the door on Japan completely and we can't yep. you know, seem to really overcome them. And if we want to be this world power that Australians seem to think we should be, well, it begins of dominating your own area and your own backyard, and we can't do that quite simply. We're not we're not at that stage. So, I think it, the World Cup's it's a funny one for me and being involved in football in Australia. I, my controversial opinion is we should. I wanted us to actually miss it because then Football Australia would actually have to look inside their own, you know, backyard and go, okay, what are we doing wrong? Mm. Whereas right now we've made the World Cup, so everyone goes, oh, everything we're doing is correct, from a junior level. I don't know yeah. if it is because I'm involved in that level and I, I see what all the gaps that are there and, you know, it's definitely improving, but we've got a long way to go to get back to where we were when we had actual players in the Premier League consistently. Oh, yeah. And, and we're not there. And, you know, the A-League isn't at the standard. We want it to be quite yet and it takes time. I understand that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's it's we're a long way off. But, look, we won. That's the important thing is, you know, we just got to go to the World Cup and, you know, these wins are obviously good for us to get the confidence up. Yeah. And that's, that's the main thing. And obviously, we've got the A-League season kicking off next weekend. Yeah. And that's going to be key as well. There'll be a few players uh, that'll want to try and make their names known and, you know, had that last attempt to try and get on that plane.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling that this World Cup, although Australia, you know, most likely won't pass the group stage, I still think they'll capture the world's attention. There's, there's usually a story with Australia every World Cup. And this time this time around, they're going to have a player called Garen Kewal we know him well. He's an A-League prospect. He's on his way to Newcastle United in England, apparently. Um, but he is just rapid. And I don't even think he's started an A-League game yet. And he's already on his way to Newcastle. He's already capped himself for the Socceroos. He's going to be there in Qatar. And he could capture the world's attention um, on the on the biggest stage. So that, that that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, and Jason Cummings as well. Obviously not... Um, He's only recently uh, capped for Australia, although he's a mature age. Um, could be an exciting striker uh, to lead the line for the Socceroos. What's the bare minimum for you? What, what what do you want to see? What do you want to see Australia do?
1: Well, you mentioned the like, the fact that there's always a storyline, and and teams or nations, and we seem to get a following when it comes to the World Cup, and it's off the backbone of you know it's normally something Tim Cahill does. <laughs> um, but in the end, I'd almost there's two approaches I'd like to see to the World Cup. Yeah. And the issue is we won't see one of them, the, the one that I think would be the most reasonable, is to not actually care about this World Cup and play a team that you think you're most likely going to have in four years' time. Yeah. Really, let's prepare for the World Cup where we can be competitive. Let's take a bunch of, you know, 24-year-olds, 22-year-olds now, twenty that 20 to 24 bracket.
0: Give them experience. Give them
1: experience. And then in four years' time, you'll have 28 and 24-year-olds that are, know what a World Cup's about, so they're not nervous. Mm-hmm. That have That big game experience... That are actually fitting up to that standard that they know they need to be at, mm-hmm. and then you're ready to go. Instead, yeah. we're going to take a probably you know high twenty nine year olds, thirty year olds that aren't going to be the next you know the next World Cup system, which is fine. Like, we've got to give ourselves the best opportunity. And obviously, you know the coach is judged now. If he came out and said it's a four, year, it's an eight year plan, he'd yeah. be sacked because no one cares about results in eight years' time. Mm. There's no forward thinking. It's not like that. So, but look, I think we've got to just competitive and, you know, they say a draw is as good as a win for Australia at the World Cup.
0: It is. It is. Hopefully, hopefully we do see a win. I I have a feeling, a funny feeling, it's a tough group the Socceroos are in, but they play Tunisia. It's 9pm Australia time. It's going to be, not summer, almost summer. Daylight savings though. The bars will be full. The energy is going to be high. I have a feeling that, that an upset could be brewing that night, so... Let's, let's hope, let's hold out. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but until then, there is, again, as I mentioned, so much domestic football to get through, and that's why we're here. That's what we want to talk about. Um, and, it, yeah, there's just so much going to be jammed into the next six weeks and even more after the World Cup when they continue on Boxing Day. Um, I know you've already handed the trophy to Manchester City, Mitch, and I feel like <laughs> this week we'll learn a, li- a little bit more about the teams. Um mm. Still so much to play out. I reckon there's going to be a lot of upsets. Um, but anyway, it, it's gonna, uh, we're going to kick it off this weekend uh, with Arsenal and Tottenham, North London derby. Again, we don't have our Spurs uh, expert here in Al, but what are you making of this one? It's a big game. Um, both teams in form. Son's coming off a hat-trick from his last game after a slow start to the season. Arsenal top of the league uh, what do you make of this one
1: it was a hurricane brace in the England game too, as well I think or yes. at least one yeah two yeah. so it's going to be really interesting and we're going to learn a lot about both teams mm-hmm. straight away I think if you offered either team a draw they'd almost take it because it's guaranteed points and I, I think for Arsenal if, if they're to lose this game yeah, everyone's just going to go that's what we expect yeah. this is, you know Arsenal had a false start to the year they gave everyone you know really made them believe in it and it was never going to hang around if Arsenal win, everyone will go, yeah, that's because Spurs just dropped these sort of games. So I don't, I don't think there's a win for Arsenal in this match. Yeah, I think they've actually just got to go out and win. They won't get any credit for it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's almost a compliment to them. And they need yeah. to continue with it. Whereas for Tottenham, I think it's almost a game where if they lose it, no one, none of their fans are going to be too... Obviously, it's a North London derby. They want to win. But at the same point, I think they'll be happy that they're coming into some form. You know, I think Son, yeah, he had a lot to prove in that game. That's why he came out and scored those goals. And yeah. fantastic, put him into my fantasy side. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those matches where Arsenal just need to go out there and do their job. Mm. And it doesn't need to be pretty. It doesn't need to be this Arteta-style game because Tottenham will look to hit you on the break and that's exactly how they scored yeah. in their last game. And that's how Son tore, you know, the game part. He was able to break them down quickly. They moved the ball forward, you know, quick play of a disjointed back line and beat it. That's That was, that was, that was done. Nothing wrong with that. Arsenal can't afford to give away that sort of space. Yeah. And I think that midfield will work a lot harder to ensure that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be gaps and I think it could be quite free-flowing. I think Azouz was quiet and has been lately. So I'm expecting him to sort of step up on that big stage and go, hey guys, don't forget about me. I'm a striker from the early rounds that you were all praising. I know you've missed me, so I'm back.
0: Yeah. I'm expecting goals in this one as well. Uh, like you mentioned, I mean Arsenal's Arsenal's defense obviously hasn't been a massive talking point this season. Mm. It's all about their attack. Same with same with um, Tottenham. They they, they can score goals. Harry Kane, Son again coming off that hat trick. Uh, I think he scored for Korea as well um, in the international. So yeah, I'm expecting goals. Um, but now that Son is actually hitting form, and if he does, you know return to the form of last season. Could this could that really be a platform to for Spurs to compete for the title? Again, I know you've already uh, given Manchester City the mm. trophy, but realistically speaking they're not far off.
1: They're not. I just think they're one midfielder short. Okay. I just think they need that extra bit of spark in the, the you look at the teams that and and the moment if Liverpool if Thiago stays fit, he's that X factor in that midfield that can score goals. Mm. I don't know where that's coming from for Tottenham yet. Their front three deadly, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Even their back four, and you've got opportunity for goals. So it's really just about that midfield for me, and that's that's what they're missing. If they can get that little spark in there, yeah, change my conversation. The really interesting thing for me coming to this game is is I want to see what Tottenham do with their lineup. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Richarlison start, I and I'd like will. to see Son on the bench again, yeah. on the pure basis of Ooh. Richarlison is a thug.
0: Well, funny you mention that because I think Kulusevski. Said- Kulosevsky injured himself during the international. Okay, so we could have both. We could have could have Son and Richarlison sco- mm. uh, starting and scoring. Okay, and Gee, scoring. put that one in. Gee, lock that in. That's a
1: good. That's a money. A little hot up. tip. Yeah, but no, I just think I think that that extra attitude he's got and that that like he's just unpredictable, and I think <laughs> that will help. It'll almost unsteady the Arsenal defense in a derby. Yep. And Ooh, yeah, and then in the last thirty minutes, you let Son loose. Maybe even I thought forty is probably too long in terms of not giving Richarlison enough time yeah. to do his job, but give, give Son 30. And it's, it's not discrediting Son at all, yeah. at all. He'll be able to come on against a tired defence that's been chasing Richarlison. He'll be able to actually make a mockery out of it. So that's what I want to see. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know if Al would agree with you. Oh, with
1: no, <laughs> no you neither of you ever agree with me, so that's fine. I, I'm used to it, but I, I just like think it. that Richarlison like could really just, yeah, unsettle them. And then if Son's playing against a tired defence, possibly a defence that's already got a card to their name. Yeah. It's dangerous.
0: It is dangerous. What's what's your prediction for that one?
1: I think Arsenal. I think Arsenal win. Arsenal win. I just. I think it's got to be that game. They go out with no nonsense. Yeah. If they lose, I think that's. It's not false by them. I think they've they've outperformed. There's no doubt in my mind, and it doesn't write them off for the season. It's not, it doesn't make this a bad season by any means. Mm, mm. It just means they go to where they sh- should be essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's an Arsenal win, and, and they move on.
0: It's it's a. Um yeah, I mean, they've got the home ground advantage, but I'm probably back in Tottenham in this one. I just think they're more mature. I think they'll, they'll be more... Um, yeah. Well, they
1: definitely They're an older squad than... Everyone's an older squad than Arsenal. Older so.
0: squad, yeah. And I think they can cope with a little, uh, the pressure a little bit better than, than the Gunners. So I think goals, I reckon, 3-2 to Spurs. Um, Manchester City versus Manchester United. Speaking about big, it doesn't really get much bigger than this. Um, and you are an expert when it comes to United, so... <laughs> I'm interested to hear what you're going to, th- uh, what your thoughts around this game is. But give me some hope. I think Manchester City. This could be a potential game where they drop points. It is at the Etihad, mm. but um, it's been it's been a happy stomping ground for United over the past few seasons.
1: Has it really? Have you got the facts to back that? Or
0: I, I do. think okay. They've managed a result. I've got it right here in front of me. Beautiful. They've managed a result in four of their last seven games against City, including two wins at the Etihad. So. Didn't come last season, but uh, I think it was in those COVID seasons. So we've seasons. got a thirty-three
1: percent chance. Yeah, oh, it's, not, it's a pretty decent chance. That's, that's, against that's better than City. most teams have against City. I'll pay that. Yeah. No, look, I, I think this is almost a redemption time for Haaland, isn't it? Just <laughs> to go out there and tear us up oh. and <laughs> and make us pay or make a certain uh, pundit to pay. Yeah. Uh, for things he may have done in the past, and <laughs> it, it'll be quite interesting. No, look, I, I think it will be competitive. Yeah. But this is also a game where it would shock no one in the world that City click and they put four on, on United and everyone sits there and goes oh, United are bad again no City are ridiculous
0: mm. I don't think anyone can be shocked when City put no. four or five goals on and the on thing anyone. is
1: they're so capable of it and you just and I can't, I can't give I, I can't give you hope in terms of United have a way of just we saw it when they're under Ole mm. they just click at random times in big games and you'd be like oh yeah we have good players I forgot about that yeah. and then they'd go back to being some other random team you know, against a middle table Brentford, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, we suck again." Yeah. But this City team, I, I think they've dropped points they shouldn't have. Yeah. In games, I think the fact that they've had this little break, Pep's probably not smashed them this week at training. They already know how big this game is, and in terms of this, sets them up for the rest of the year. Hmm. Well, not the rest of the year, sorry, but it certainly gives them the right run in for the next seven week or oh, seven weeks post that match. Yeah. That's what going can look for, yeah. and you know, I just think and it's going to be my argument with City every single week, who can defend when you've got to stop a midfielder in De Bruyne, a midfielder in Gundogan, a midfielder in Foden, Cancelo who can go forward and just do as much damage with assists. Yeah. All I've got to do is hit into the box. Mm. You'd assume Varane's going to pick up Halland, but that's older legs and they're experienced ones and they'll always be in the right position. And that's one thing I'll pay Varane every day of the week. He will be in the right areas. But Haaland does not stop moving. Yeah. And he is incredibly hard to track.
0: Yeah. So is there? I mean, Ten Hag is quite the tactical
1: yeah. manager. He's going to have to do whatever he's going to have to do. He's going to uh, rub it in the hat, and it's it's going to have to be good. And but the thing is, I think for United, they won't play for a draw. Yeah. But if they score one goal, I guarantee you they do. Yeah. And I guarantee they'll. You can't sit back against City. Your best form of defence is attack. Yeah. And it's the oldest saying, <laughs> saying in football. But it, it is true against City because you can't just sit back because they will break you down. They've yeah. got the you players. The we see every team try to go against. You know they put eleven people behind the ball. They still concede. Yeah. Because City have the ability to move and pass, and they're happy to hold onto the ball for thirty passes in a row. Yeah. And just go. You'll you'll marry, you'll break.
0: Yeah. You have to. Yeah, that's right. You have to put pressure on them. Yeah. You have to really press at them. Um, but let's uh let's look into the future a bit. United you know, have won four games on the trot now. Yes. If they do. To do the miracle mm. um, and pull off a win at the Etihad. You know what the talk's going to be about? Yeah,
1: we're the, we're the Leicester of 2015 16. <laughs>
0: the, the Leicester? <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, you would be title contenders? No, so,
1: no. No. No, we're not title contenders. You, even if you win? We're once and a half, we're once and a back injury away from being back to the same school we were last year. Okay. Even We have a better manager. I'll uh, remember this uh, structurally. If you, if you win. Hey, if we win, I'll <laughs> put my hand up. I'll be the first to put my hand up, but we're once and a half injury away. Yeah. Consistent goals, where are they coming from, is my reality. Uh, you know, we haven't settled on an out out nine. We haven't settled on – you don't need a pure nine to score. You look at City, they won last year with and the highest goal scorer as Mara's on 13. Mm. So it's doable, but we're not City. We don't have that ability of every single player in every single position being able to score goals. Ericsson's not going to have 13 goals this year. <laughs> like, and that's the reality. If we, if we were to do that, we'd need Ericsson on 13, Fernandez on 18, probably maybe 16, Rashford on 12, Marshall to come back and get into the tens, the teens as well.
0: You think Rashford would be a high? Rashford, store. Rashford
1: should be, but yeah. we yeah. don't have that out and out nine that we go. If we're struggling in a game, that's where our goals are coming from, and and that's the main reason for me. I don't think we can be that title hope. Yeah. Whereas I still think, I don't, I don't think they are, but Tottenham could be, Liverpool could be. Yeah. Because they have that. You know where the, you know where in hard times the goals are coming from, and I don't think United are at that stage yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what's your prediction for this one?
1: I think City do it. Yeah. I think it'll be uh, while I did say it could be gulls galore I think it's around that
0: 2-0, 2-1 2-0, 2-1 I am going to go the upset.
1: you need to as a Liverpool supporter
0: oh, I'm going to be barracking for it um, that obviously doesn't you're, gonna, often you're just going to wear your
1: Liverpool kit and then just like put a bit of black tape over the uh, emblem <laughs> just to
0: no I would never tarnish a kit like that Mitch don't be <laughs> silly but I, I think they can I think they're capable and I'm going to say 2-1 I don't think you can keep you city can't keep a, City quiet. No, you Hal- can't. Halan's
1: gar- almost guaranteed to score. Yeah.
0: But I, I just think Ten Hag, he might have um, something up his sleeve. That X factor. Mm. Yeah, there's
1: every... And look, and I'm looking forward to seeing that, just that tactical battle because it's yeah. two very tactical-minded coaches and I don't think Ten Hag will outthink himself and mm-hmm. we've seen in the past Pep does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mitch, at the other end of the spectrum, uh, Leicester versus Forrest. Battle of the Cellar Dwellers, 20th versus 19th.
1: Is the 20th just how many players Tottenham, uh, sorry, Nottingham have used? or We'll
0: get to that in a second. But these are the two worst defensive teams in the, mm. in the league. Um, I know you can throw in Bournemouth's 9-0 loss. If you take that away, these two are by far and wide the, the two worst defensive teams in the league. Um, look, l- looking at this game from afar, surely this has to be Leicester's first win of the season. What seven seven games in, and they've only managed uh, one draw. I think they've only got one point to their Mm. name. So surely, you know, playing Forest at home, this has to be their first win of the season.
1: No, no, I can't see it coming. What's what's this? The only the the advantage is Vardy wasn't obviously with the English team. Okay, uh, from memory. So the fact that he wasn't, yeah, he's been probably at home and and at the list training ground, probably getting a bit extra fit and spending a bit of time (laughs) working on his shooting, but. Forrester, as far as I'm concerned, the more time they spend together, the better this squad's going to be. Because it's a group of solid players. There's, there's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. But the reality is, is you don't get 22 players in, you know, all at different times, and they don't gel like that. The more time they spend together, the better this forest team is. As far as I'm concerned, any point they pick up between now and this World Cup break is like gold. Yeah. And I expect them to pick up at least one in this match. Yeah. Purely on the basis of they're spending more and more time together. They're not a bad group this is this is a team this isn't a bad team. It's a completely yeah. different team though than one the last year. yeah, but the reality is it will click at some point. Yeah. I don't think Leicester know how to win a game this year that's been evident. Forrest know how to win. it, it is it is in their heritage and you know their back their backbone I suppose they they know that deep down there is and they're players that know how to win. Mm. So if they get themselves into a position, I, I believe they'll finish the job. it's 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 whoever scores first strike wins just on the reality of if Leicester concede first, well they've been there and done that they drop their heads. Yeah. Forest concede, and being there done that. Mm. They've led. They've led two 0 and lost games. So it's a reality. If you score first and continue to dominate, and can get a second game's done. Yeah. But whoever scores first, me wins. And I, I just think Forest either win or obviously win or draw. I just don't. I don't think. I don't think Leicester come out on top.
0: Yeah. But with Forest, you mentioned it. Twenty-two new players. Mm. Um, and, and yes, they do need time to gel. But it's, it just seems like Steve Cooper, he has an impossible task on him to try and fit all these players. 22 new players into the squad that he already had. So it's a massive squad. I think he's got four strikers to pick from, like four like possibly, possible starting strikers, 11 possible starting midfielders, 10 possible starting defenders.
1: How do you fit that into a team of 11? So what you do is you put on each section in front of you on the board. You get <laughs> Look some, at their FIFA ratings. Some, no, no, you just get some darts. And you just <laughs> and whatever you hit, that's who starts. And yeah. that's you just do that for each section. You obviously break up the field. Yeah. And you just do that. And and that's how he picks his eleven. <laughs> and I think that's as simple as it needs to be. No, look, he's obviously I think he'd have his in head who he wants to start. Yeah. There's probably players in that squad that aren't necessarily who he wanted but they go he'll be good for depth mm. and then you've I don't know I don't know how you sign 22 players in a break and convince each one that they're going to be a pivotal part of the team that's it like that's I tried I mean. that on FIFA and it was very <laughs> difficult to do like you, you signed some 16 year old and he goes I want to start and you're like
0: in a cup final sure
1: champ yes. <laughs> so I don't know how they've done that that's a miracle in itself but yeah. I still think they're more I still think they're capable and, and the reality is, is it goes both ways you have players that are, are new so everyone wants to fight for a starting spot you play a good game you, you almost guarantee yourself that jersey next week yeah. now it takes a while to build that again they've had a week they've had two weeks mm. it's an opportunity to do that at the training ground yeah. there's an opportunity for people to establish themselves they're starting to get used to each other it's, yeah. it's a game if it's going to click and win I think this is the first week we start to see it
0: yeah so if they do if they do win
1: I'm a genius and I called it yes
0: you're a genius absolutely but does Brendan Rodgers get sacked? Is that the last straw? He's
1: got to be oh. nearing it. He, but, and, and it comes back to the same point we made last year. Yeah, And it was late last year. We said, well, if he gets sacked, who comes in? Because it needs to be an established coach for Leicester. Mm. And that's what we all thought. Well, there's a few out there. And I think Sean Dash could be a good call at the moment for a Leicester in terms yeah. of he knows how to make something happen with not much of a squad. Yep. and at the moment that's what Leicester is mm. and as much as uh, Jamie Vardy or Dakar or Ineacho they're not the Iniatro. they're not those strikers that he had at Burnley but he can, he can work with them he's smart enough he Danny knows Ward's
0: not, f- the, is not the goalkeeper that uh, no, Tosh not, not, <laughs> had with not Nick quite or well, he had
1: Pope Heaton he had a few good decent yeah. decent picks yep. um, but I think there's enough there for him to work with and I think if if I was Leicester you want that person that's going to come in and knows how to fight dirty yep. and pick up those points that, yep. that aren't there to pick up and I think, I'm surprised he hasn't actually been picked up yet. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity that yeah, I don't know how many weeks Brandon Rogers has left.
0: Yeah. Well I'll certainly be calling you a genius if <laughs> Rogers goes and Dice comes in, that's for sure. Give me your last prediction. You said Forrest will win. What's yep. the score line?
1: Uh I, I think less, I think both teams are capable. This is another game where you almost bet on both teams to score. Yeah. And I reckon it's it's again, it's it's an open game because we we've already seen that Forrest can't defend and we've seen that Leicester can't defend, so I'm going to go 3-2. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I'm going to go along the same lines. I'll say 2 all I think a draw, all. Um, and we won't learn too much from it. <laughs> um, and just above them on the table is the struggling West Ham and the struggling Wolves. Battle of the underperformers. And, I mean, West Ham's the, the surprise one here for me. Um, and everyone's asking the same question. What's wrong with West Ham? And can they turn it around? I mean, this is... This is a good start. They've had the international break, a little bit of a rest. They come out against Wolves at home, uh, they should get the win. Um, can they do it? Will they turn it around?
1: They've done nothing to convince us, have they? They're just, but neither of Wolves. And I think this is the reality: is is Wolves haven't done anything at all. You look at that West Ham squad, and you still got there's, there's players. There is there's, yeah. there's serious possibility, and you go Diego Costa. He's going to do something. Yeah. Um, he, if probably, he, plays. he I reckon he plays this weekend. I reckon That'd if they start to ease him into it because he knows how to do it on the big stage. And if it's close towards the end of the match, you go, he's a chance to pull something out of his, his bag. He, he's yeah. got a bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. He knows how to finish when it's in the 18-yard box. Mm-hmm. There's every chance. But I think this is a game where we just see West Ham get that bit of rinse and repeat, yep. start to actually start to click. Declan Rice obviously had a decent break yep. um, as in game. So um, I think he'll he'll bring that into club. Yep. And I think we'll see them click and, and finally get some... Cons- not consistency because one game doesn't count for that. But start to get the runs on the board to start building into it.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, I'll be backing in West Ham to win this one. I reckon probably probably two one.
1: We're liking the score predictions this week, aren't we? Yeah, I like it. We should What's really as long as, as long as we're going to get these written down, and we can come back to them <laughs> and pull up. But no, I think that I think probably one 0 one nil, two nil.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually that's a good point. It's hard to see wolves scoring. I just they don't. I just do I,
1: I, I don't know where they're going to come from. And yeah, you look, they've got the players. They've got. I just think it's that outlet. And I think um, I'm going to pronounce everything wrong here, but um, he, he Chan, he, the yeah. striker from Lung, he yes, I think he I, when he came across, I expected him to really explode. And he hasn't yep. done that just yet. So if anyone's going to score, I think it's him. Yeah. But I just can't see it happening this weekend.
0: Oh, I'm in the I'm in the same boat as you. Um, you're a massive fan. You're a closet fan of Bournemouth. <laughs> soft spot, uh, yes, definitely more than a soft spot. A soft spot, sorry. Um, they're going up against Brentford this week. Two overachievers, and this is surprising because Scott Parker obviously got got the early sack. Um, and despite you know the nine 0 loss to Liverpool, the loss to City, the loss to Arsenal, that's, that's the only three losses that they've had.
1: And, and most teams are expected to lose against those three. Especially, so you just...
0: especially the teams coming up into yeah. the Premier League, um, but they've been pr- pretty good. You know, two wins, two draws to their name. Um, they've beaten Forest. They've beaten Villa. They've drawn to Wolves. Is this and for... Newcastle? And we all and laughed Newcastle. at me when
1: I said Newcastle and Bournemouth was going to be a good game, but that's that, fine. That's, that's very fine.
0: true. Um, is it, is it s- sustainable though?
1: No, especially well, against Brentford. It, it will be sustainable for the first half of the year. Yeah, And then I think they'll have the added advantage of coming in, coming out of the World Cup break. Mm-hmm. They won't have all those players out competing. So again, they should be not decently fit, but they should be ready and raring to go and, and, and build consistency. But they will die towards the end of the year because they can't keep up with these bigger clubs. Full stop. And that and that's a reality. So right now they're competitive, but you've got Ivan Tony who wants to book a seat. Oh, yeah. And, and he'll be doing it every little Absolutely. thing possible to do it. and I think he's, he's a, obviously he's the match winner that's a silly thing to say but he's the person to break this game open and can really change it yeah. and I'm expecting I think he needs to do that just to prove that hey guys I'm, I'm the consistent you know I'm no Harry Kane but I'm here to score goals and I could be the future Yeah. Let, let's bank on me in this game and that's that's what I think and I think I think both I think Bournemouth will defend quite strongly and they'll be physical against him because they've got to be yeah. and that's who they are that's, a, that's what they've got to do but for me I think Brentford get out of this bet 2-0 2-0
0: yeah, no, I, I can't see Bournemouth winning this one or getting a result. I think Brentford have been very strong. Um, lost to Arsenal and Fulham, but they've beaten Man U, they've beaten Leeds. You know, they're ninth on the table. They've um, yeah got out some good, put out some good results against um, Leicester and Palace and Everton. So, and like you said, Ivan Tone, he's already got that hat-trick in the bag. He's going to be uh, yeah looking to uh, reserve his seat uh, on the plane to Qatar. So... Um, against Bournemouth's defence I don't I don't think they can keep him quiet so yeah I reckon 2-0 3-0 for that one uh, to Brentford um, the big one this is the biggest game of the weekend no doubt don't worry about the Manchester derby don't worry about the North London I think there's also a London derby with Palace and Chelsea but the big one is Liverpool and Brighton and Anfield
1: well they're two teams that are really <laughs> struggling and you know the win would really set up their season and and maybe give them a chance at qualifying for Europe so there's a lot on the line here for yeah. both teams you know that European spot is, is so important to both it is, teams
0: it is and some, t- some people have already written Liverpool off uh, for the Champions League Did Champions you know League's that? pushing it people are saying oh, Arsenal, Tottenham City and Chelsea that's it that's the top four so no no Liverpool apparently we're, we're seven games in or Liverpool are six games in and the, the, you know, You're so lucky You're only
1: six games in Because I tell you what If you were those other two in I think you'd be used. Well that's it I don't <laughs> think you'd be any better
0: Well yeah that's right The the hiatus that we had For the Queen And the, the international break It's done Liverpool wonders couldn't,
1: You couldn't have timed that Any better Because Van Dijk Was struggling for form <laughs> I, 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 I stand by that um, I think yeah I this, think a lot of players In that team are struggling Yeah
0: um, But I mean the, the players The players got a good rest They got a few Injured players back I think Konate's ready to go Jota Jota was really good for Portugal over the international break so it was Van Dijk Um, Thiago had a rest Mohamed Salah got sent home early from Egypt Alexander-Arnold didn't play for England so it, it really is set up now for Liverpool and I think we're going to get a really good look into whether it was just a dip in form in the first part of the season or you know whether it's something more serious than that and yeah, I mean, against Brighton, they've had a good start to the season. But, you know, obviously they're going to be without Graham Potter. They do have their new manager. What, what, do, you, what do you expect from this game?
1: I expect they're still going to be adjusting to the new, the new manager style. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's the reality of any team bringing in a new coach at this stage. Mm-hmm. He's going to have different ideas, different ways of doing things. He won't want to come in and change everything all at once. But in this fact that he's had this two-week break, I think he has. Yeah. He will be changing a lot. And I don't think it's a game we can read into... If this has been a Potter Brighton, we can read into it as much as we want. We actually have all the information we need from this game. The fact that it's not a Graham Potter side anymore, I, I think this, everything needs to be taken with a grain of salt. I don't think you're back if you beat them. I think you can. You're expected to beat them, so you have yeah, to. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think if if Brighton are to break you down, if Brighton score against you, even if you win, yeah. that that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that not not in a negative way. but it shows you you're still two or three paces off where you should be and need to be.
0: Yep, absolutely. No, I I agree with that. I think um, also it might be worth mentioning, I I don't think, you know, they've lost Graham Potter, but how much of that um, system style would the players actually lose? I don't think the, the manager coming in would want to change things too drastically, I think.
1: But he wouldn't, but you've also lost the coach. Yeah. So therefore, they're getting coached by a totally different... Like, Potter might not be... In as Like, uh, quite often in the Premier League teams, the, the manager doesn't necessarily run a session. Yeah. They've got the coaches that do. They lost their coach. yeah So the, the person out there shouting and telling, showing them the drills and walking them through drills, he's gone. Mm. So it's a whole different voice that they've got to adapt to and, and listen to, and not everyone might respect him like that. yeah So there might be a bit of silly buggers going on. But you've also got, on the other hand of that, you've got players that are now playing that yeah. might have been not the apple of uh, Potter's eyes. Yeah. They'd have an opportunity to put themselves forward now and, and, and get a game and get consistent minutes. So it does go both ways, but I just don't think they're, there. they're going to be there straight away. Mm. And if they are, great signs for Brighton because this could almost be not the spark because they've been doing very well, but last year they had that drop-off. This might be the spark to get rid of that drop-off mm. and they might not have it this year and they might just be able to continue form and, and be actually, because last year I think they finished, what we decided 10th or, I think it was 10th. Mm. So this might actually put them into 8th. Okay. Which is a very good position for them if they can continue it. And the scary question for you, and I'm going to ask it: <laughs> If you were to lose this game, yes, is Klopp under some serious pressure?
0: It's it's a tough question. I guess it just depends on the on the type of loss that you know it is. If they if they get blown away, if they really get found out, I think questions will be asked. I don't think um, the S word will go around. I don't think this. I don't think people will start saying. Well, certainly, people within the four walls at Liverpool wouldn't be um, putting in, putting him under any pressure. They'll back him in, but certainly amongst the fan base and the wider football community, the media, um, I think the question will get asked.
1: Absolutely. At what point do you think there has to be actual? It actually has to be looked into with seriousness.
0: I think give it till ten games into the season.
1: Ten games, and if you're aware on the ladder, let's get this in. Let's get this verbally. I mean, uh,
0: if they're still at where they're at, struggling to score goals, struggling to get results, struggling to break teams down, middle of the table, so anywhere completely from anywhere off below
1: six, six and below, would you say is is yeah, is, is, a, is yeah. question is starting to ask questions?
0: Um, yeah, I think six or seventh below at uh, ten weeks in because that's only it's. I mean, it's four you're, games you're, away. you're
1: just you're nearly a third of the way through.
0: Yeah, four games in. Um, yeah, I reckon any anywhere below seventh would be concerning, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that will happen, though. I think they'll, oh, obviously, this comes with a biased view, but I reckon they can bounce back this oh, I, can, I can
1: hear your heartstrings just starting to tear <laughs> each one of them, just little micro tears. I
0: hope that they can bounce back. I'm, I've got so much hope that I'm actually putting seller back in my FPL team this week. I reckon he'll get on the score sheet.
1: Lovely. This is my chance to make some ground up. That's fantastic news. <laughs> well, we'll see.
0: We'll see. Um, but what's your prediction for that one then? You...
1: Oh, I, th- I think you do win. Yeah. Um, I- I'm really hoping your defensive issues are fixed yeah. because I think if, if you don't start to keep pace with City, I question who will. Mm-hmm. So, but I still think Brighton will find a way in. I just, I just Obviously, I haven't seen Van Dijk play over this period. But from what, I saw in, from what I saw before this, I think he's capable at the moment of just one or two errors that lead to opportunities. Brighton have got where they've got because they make the most of those opportunities. They do. So I, I'm going to go with 2-1. Two, 2-1. One.
0: Two, one. Um, probably go 2 or 3-0 to Liverpool. I reckon they, I reckon they could keep a clean sheet. Um, it's, going to be an, it's, it's going to be a very intriguing game, though. The, to, the pressure's going to be on in the well, first I'm, half.
1: I'm going to double down. If Trent starts and it gets conceded down your side, is that Trent off the plane?
0: <laughs> I mean, you've got to give him a, a chance. But, you know, it, it could have a reverse effect, him not getting picked for England. I reckon he'll be a bit angry. He'll want. He'll have a point So to red card, brilliant. Okay, lock red that card. in. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, within the first 10 minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, Yeah. we'll wait and see, I guess. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, speaking of uh, FPL and mm. bringing Salah back in and making him triple captain this week,
1: yeah um, How's your FPL going, Mitch? I had a lovely week last week. As you know, were, I had the conundrum. Yes, I sat there and I had five players that were unavailable. Yep. So therefore, I had a full bench not playing and I had two players starting. Yep. So I made one trade to remove one of them.
2: Yep.
1: And I sat there all week and I went, well, I'd already use my wild card. So I had to use, <laughs> had to use the, uh, what's it called? Oh, I've gone blank. The free hit. Free hit, yeah. Did not use the free hit. I, I cost myself four points. But I made the right decision, why? Because I brought in Sun. Yeah, and everything was fine. Fifteen points after you I take away the four, you
0: must be a genius.
1: Honestly, look, can you look into the something, future or something like that? Oh, if I trust me, if I could, oh, yeah, he I would not be got working close here anymore. To the
0: goals, and he started on the bench as well, and yep. he still scores a hat trick. Unbelievable! I
1: just looked at it and like, who's going to score me points? I decided De Bruyne wasn't the option. I decided Kane just couldn't well. do. I think I had him on my team to be here already, um, yeah. but no, I don't, don't know how it happened. But I'm very happy. This week, I've I've not made my decision up, so I need yeah. I need some help this week though.
0: Very, very uh, big week coming up. I've unleashed my wild card this week. You've gone. I- I'm doing it. Um, I-, I think we get a free wild card or something along those lines over the international break. So it's good to get rid of it now. I think it's a perfect time after the international break. Um, and luckily, we've got some friends at the FPL Addicts podcast uh, to help us through um this week and you can check out all their podcasts in the epl live app. Or just search fpl addicts across the social media platforms to find them but let's take a listen into what the fpl rev has to say
2: what's going on guys it's fpl rev here from the fpl addicts podcast i hope that you are all well last time on our hot tip of the week i was telling you to bring in phil foden and if you followed my advice and you did bring that player in i do hope that you enjoyed your points This week, I'm going to be telling you about a player to avoid. So this week, some of you, and especially those of you who own Isaac, are thinking about bringing in Dominic Solanke. And I think that this is a really, really big avoid. And let me tell you why. Bournemouth have managed to create a total of 3.16 xG this season. And that ranks them 20th in the league. To put this in perspective, Aston Villa sit 19th in the XG table and have still managed to create twice as much XG as the Cherries with a total of 6.30 XG. Just in case you wanted any kind of perspective on how far off the Cherries really are in creating attacking opportunities. Some might say that their fixtures have been bad well, yeah, but so were Fulhams and Mitrovic, who has also come from the championship, has still managed to do the business. So avoid Dominic Solanke. If you've got Isaac, either hold him or move to Tony or even go to Mitrovic instead. And that's my hot tip of the week. Thank you.
0: No Solanke, he says, no Dominic Solanke. I- Had him in my wildcard draft. I won't lie.
2: You would
1: though, because you just go, oh, I like the name." Whereas (laughs) I'm that logical (laughs) thinker. I would bring him in. Yeah, anything with a Liverpool tie. (laughs) Just oh, he was born near there. That's that's funny.
0: Yeah, Uh, he makes a good point. I mean, uh, Bournemouth—they their expected goals. I think they're the worst in the season. They're just not getting anywhere near it. So. Uh, he makes a good point, so I might have to take him out for maybe Tony or something like that. I
1: reckon, I reckon it's the week to get on, Tony.
0: Yep, yep, let's do it. And he's going up against Bournemouth as well. So we'll see how we go. But that just about wraps up this week, pod, uh, this week's podcast. Plenty to look forward to this weekend, uh, where you can, of course, follow all the domestic football action in the EPL Live app. And we'll be back again next week to unpack it all once again. But until then, sit back and enjoy the return of
2: club football.